retrograde. Yay. Yay. Thanks for aligning your purpose with ours and joining us today. I'm Deep Elizabeth Cott. Breaths. I'm Stephanie Simbari and I am deep breathing. Are you? Let's all take a deep breath together. That looks really nice. Move through the retrogrades. The full moon is behind us. The retrograde is over. We're in the shadow period. How's everyone feeling? I feel like we're just working out some of the kinks still. I think I've, from what I've been reading, we have a second moon in the same sign at the end of June. And from now until then, it's like a big window of healing and aligning Ooh. and hopefully not too much crying. That sounds... Lovely. I hope that it is, because you know I had a tough full moon. Yeah, I think I think everyone did. I think that that was like general across the board full moon realness it was, that everyone was experiencing. But we're gonna move past it. We're here today. It's mm-hmm. a beautiful day. We have Allie Hilfiger joining us. It's an okay us. day. It's pretty great. It's like June gloom preemptively here yeah. in Los Angeles. Let's, let's lower the bar on it amazing day. We're okay? here, we're alive, it's a beautiful day. <laughs> we're grateful. Okay, so Allie Hilfiger is joining us today. I'm so excited for this. I've wanted to have her of on. Of rich girls fame. Oh my god, Elizabeth. <laughs> Sorry. Guys, I watched a lot of TV as a child. That's so weird, and you've pre-teen. changed so much I since know. then. <laughs> it's a metamorphosis, really. Um, no, we love Allie, she's incredible. She has a beautiful, honest new book out about her journey with Lyme disease, which I learned is not Lyme's disease. It is Lyme disease. If we can take one thing away from it, it's 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 a a singular word. (laughs) But what I love about this book, and we'll get into it with Allie in a second, is just that she took something that was so harrowing and so difficult and decided to use it as an empowerment piece, not only for herself, but for other people. And I think that's so incredible and something we can all take from like your experience isn't just your own and there's a reason why you go through things and just to be able to talk about it is so amazing. Yeah, and, and she has some great like practical tools for how anybody, not just someone struggling with a chronic illness, but just anybody going through hardship can can work through mm-hmm. to to move to the other side. I'm so excited. From the second that I met her, I was like, you need to be on my podcast. Like, we started going in on health things. You know, when you meet someone and it's just like, you're right there and you're talking about stuff that, like, you shouldn't be talking about with strangers? Totally. And that's Well, that's the the one thing with with Lyme in particular is that... It makes you honest? Right. No, (laughs) I was going to say that um, it's... Because there's there's so many roadblocks within Western medicine, there's so many opportunities to explore outside of that. And that's interesting. And um, so I'm excited to talk with her about what she's explored in that realm. Same. I feel like she knows stuff. Yeah, for sure. We don't. And she's really fashionable. Yeah. So today on That's So Retrograde, we have a very special guest and friend to the show. Very excited about this. I am indeed. Um, she wrote a book. She wrote a book. So that's amazing. Let's do some slow claps. Or slow claps. Maybe fast for, claps. For books. Um, <laughs> we are welcoming Allie Hilfiger to the show. Yay! Who just released her book, Bite Me, a uh, tale about her journey. How Lyme disease stole my childhood, made me crazy, and almost killed me. Her journey. Yeah. 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 Welcome to the show. Walk in the park. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is so exciting. I can't believe I'm holding a book in my hand that you yourself wrote. I know. First of all, when I first got it into my hands, I burst out into tears. So major. Mazel Tov. Thanks. Really, really a huge, huge thing. Let's talk about first a rundown of, of what sparked you to write the book and why we're sitting here today. Okay, so I 
went through a long, long battle with Lyme disease. I got bit when I was seven years old and not properly diagnosed until I was 19 years old and went through incredible amount of symptoms and just crazy little tales that are all told in the book. Wow. And then uh, it took another 11 years to pretty much be where I am today, which is like just it's managing mm-hmm. a chronic illness. And um, it was after I closed my clothing company, NOM, in New York, and I had to close it because I got really, really sick mm-hmm. and I just physically could not continue, which was devastating and heartbreaking. And we made a decision to move out to Los Angeles because it was healthier and more sun and low stress and all of this. So I sat down in our apartment and I just started typing. I was like, I have to tell this story. I really feel like it has like a beginning, a middle, and an end. And I'm so fed up with people having, uh, being misinformed mm. and not having proper information. We need awareness. And I have a pretty kick-ass story to tell. So I'm going to do it. And so we moved out to L.A. We drove the car across the country, which was awesome. Like, yeah. <laughs> I highly recommend road trips. And then... Um, about a year and a half into living in L.A., I was, like, painting and cooking and, like, styling a little bit here and there, but, like, pretty much like a very, like, low-key, chilled-out life. And then I got pregnant. And yeah. I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. I never thought that I could get pregnant. I mean, I was so excited. And so I said, this is a perfect time for me to sit down and write my book. So every week, I would sit down and write a chapter and I had a friend who's an author meet me at my house every Wednesday at 1 p.m. so I could read the chapter out loud to her. Genius. And that's what kept me on track. Kept you accountable. Yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> so, wow, well, 7 to 19, that's a really long time. Well, 7 to, like, you know, it never, there's no cure. So right. it's like 7 till till now. Now. Right yeah. now. But now you're in a good place. I'm in a really good place. Yeah. I mean, I have my flare-ups and whatnot, and I have to be mindful or whatever. But, yeah, I'm much better than I was so educate um, us a bit. Lyme is a autoimmune disorder. That's correct. It's an autoimmune disease. And it's something that is it always traced to a tick bite? I believe so. At this at this moment in time, mm-hmm. that's what we know. However, this disease is so complicated and such a widespreading epidemic that it could grow into other things for all I know. Okay. But yes, from from a tick bite is legitimately what it is interesting and I just I am so empathetic towards something like I can't imagine being sick for that many years and not knowing the root of that and what that must have done to you not only physically but mentally and the toll that that must have taken um and and you you so beautifully uh chronicle that in the book but tell us now you're here, and um, what is the message that you want to relay to people who feel that type of hopelessness, hopelessness when you're sick? So, yeah, that's the only yeah. word I can really think of when, when I mean, it sucks to be sick regardless, but yeah. something chronic. Like where you don't know the answer, and, and I, I want to, we'll get to the next question of that, but basically like. Right, yeah. I mean, and I think this can pertain to anybody. Like, they don't have to be sick with a disease or Lyme disease. They can be just going through, like, a shitty time in their life for a long time. Um, I used a lot of different things. One of them was having this light and this goal at the end of the tunnel. And, like, as long as that tunnel was, I kept it. And I knew that I wanted to be a mother. 
So that was a huge, huge goal. And I also knew I always wanted to help people. I always enjoyed helping people. And so I just kept going. I just kept trudging along. I just don't give up, I guess. And, you know, I have something called a toolbox that I use, and we can get into that later if you Mm -hmm. want. But that was a a thing that I definitely honed in later on that, that has helped me through a lot. But it was scary. I mean, you're sick for so many years, you don't know what it is. And it's really, really scary and frustrating. So I'm assuming you went to like a lot of different kinds of doctors who gave you many different kinds of answers that none of them were giving you any kind of peace or actual like a turning point in your healing. Right. It was like, oh, it was MS. It was growing pains. Growing pains. I mean, growing pains. The sitcom? Growing pains and multiple <laughs> sclerosis. I mean, how big of a gap can wow. you <laughs> Right, yeah. Rheumatoid arthritis, fibromyalgia, and the treatments weren't working. And then like in my intuition, I just knew that it wasn't correct. Right, because it wasn't working. Mm-mm. So at what point and what did you do... To, to take that power into your own hands and be like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm going to get through this. Like, what was the turning point and what did you do? Well, I had a lot of different turning points in my life. I mean, sometimes I would just kind of zip my lips and stay quiet because there was, nothing was helping. My parents did everything that they could. And then, you know, I did hit a breaking point and I just, I told my, my, the Lyme disease had gone into my brain really badly at this point. Nobody talks about that as a thing. I know. Well, I mean, listen, some people get bit, they get on antibiotics and they get rid of Lyme they, and, and they're fine. Okay. And they're like the lucky few. Then there's many people out there it's, where it becomes chronic. And when it becomes chronic and you look fine on the outside and people think, oh, she's not sick. Like, why is she telling me that she feels like crap all the time? It doesn't make any sense. So... You know, I got to this breaking point and just, like, screaming out for help. Just, like, somebody do something. I feel sick and I can't handle it anymore. And so, you know, you got to go to certain extreme measures to make that happen. (laughs) So tell us what you did. (laughs) I um, was psychotic at this point. (laughs) And I was very angry and frustrated. So, and I thought there were bugs in my body. I thought I had some parasite thing. Which you basically did, right? Which I basically did. Yeah. And I defecated on a silver <laughs> tray and gave it to my dad and <laughs> made him, because t- they go test this. And he was like, you're going into a psych ward tomorrow. Oh my and god. But did he get your poop tested? I, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Probably like, was like, get that thing away from me. That's he, like he, a he, genius he thing to do tested. though. Your poop really is a major indicator for imbalances in your body. It sure is. That's brilliant. I know. I have a good intuition. Yeah. I was really out of my gourd, though. Right. And it took, like, you know, a few weeks for me to come back down to earth. And then the psychiatrist at the hospital, thank God he put me in the psych ward. Thank God I felt like pooping on the platter. Yeah. Because it wouldn't have led me to the psych ward, and then I wouldn't have met the psychiatrist who was like, I think you have Lyme disease. Wow. Wow. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. They've tested for that. And she said, but yeah, but you don't know that the tests are so old and archaic and highly inaccurate. So go to this doctor. And the doctor was like, took my blood and he called me back. He was like, oh my God, you are like riddled with Lyme disease in your blood, in your brain, everywhere. Like you have Lyme disease and a co-infection by Bezia, which is like malaria. Mm. Oh my God. Oh yeah. So I was like drenching in the the sweating in the sheets. It was horrible. It was, it was horrible. Wow. Lyme affects 329,000 Americans um, which is more than breast cancer and HIV combined. Combined. And by the way, that number is very under what it actually is. Because those are only reported cases. Right. There are a lot of non-reported cases. Now, how come it's Jesus. not 
always, uh, it's not like verified as an actual disease in the medical it community. Is. No, it's verified as an actual disease. It, it's the chronic Lyme. It's the okay. long-term Lyme that people have a difficult time getting around because some people go on treatments and they don't get better. And I think that's very frustrating for the medical community. I think they're like, well, well, we're just going to not acknowledge it because we can't do anything about it. I mean, it's really sad. It's really, it's too bad because there are a lot of people out there who need help and there needs to be an accurate way to test a, a really great treatment to help people for after they go on the antibiotics. And so you turn to more of like a natural healing path? Oh, yeah. Ho- so homeopathy. Talk to us about that. Homeopathy, like. lifestyle change, diet, meditation. I mean, I went to the extremes. And I did everything from um, Ayurvedic medicine. I love, 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 love Indian holistic healing. Wonderful. I love yes. it. Like Panchakarmas, I did two of those. I did. What is that? Panchakarmas are Indian se- seasonal detoxes. Okay. So I went to live at the doctor's house with like 10 other people. And this is in the book too. It's very funny stories. And at one point, he put this leather crown. It's this sort of like another level of Shiradhara, which resets the nervous system. They put these, like, this leather crown on me, tied it tight with a string, and put all these plaster bandages around me and pour, poured hot oil into the crown at the top of my head and let it sit there. And it resets the nervous system. And he, he puts you on all these herbs and enemas and massages. And it's just wild. And that really helped a lot. And I also did a lot of um, German and Swiss, Belgium uh, homeopathy. Drops, vitamins, diet. I mean, like, the diets that I was on were, like, crazy. Now I'm, like, in my life where I'm, like, listen, I can, <laughs> you know, eat and drink what I want. But if if I start to feel a little crappy, then I kind of Reel it slide in. it back a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Interesting. What's the craziest thing in the homeopathy world that you tried? Oh, boy. Hmm. Well, I think the most grueling... Oh, hold on. I tried a lot of stuff. Well, this is another roadblock, is my memory is horrible. She's like, read the book. Still is. My memory is, like, still really bad. I mean, I did a lot of stuff. They took blood out of my arm and then injected it into my bottom. That was weird. In the the name of... Antibodies. Your own antibodies. Like, working... It's like your body can heal itself. Okay, mm. so it's like so, switching up the... So you take, if you take the um, bacteria out of the body into like uh, an injectable, and you inject it back into the body, then your body creates antibodies toward that. Huh. So like, again, like Whoa. pee, poop, saliva, your, I mean, all that, you can kind of make that into a solution to heal, your, for your body to heal itself as well. That's incredible. I haven't, like, drank my own urine yet. That's probably one thing I haven't <laughs> Not done. Not there yet. <laughs> Not there yet. Well, we brought you here today because we <laughs> want you to drink your own urine, so. People cure acne with <laughs> That's acne. That's such a great extreme. Really? Yeah, yeah. They, if you pee the first pee in the morning in your hands and you put it on your skin, it can clear up acne like that. Well, I was a gymnast. I used to pee on my hands to clear my uh, rips. There you go. And it would make them all dried out, so I guess that's kind of similar as acne. Yeah. Although that was my hands on You my can face. heal yourself. We have the power within ourselves to heal ourselves. And that's one of the biggest thing, things I learned throughout this process is I knew I had the tools within myself. And I learned how to love myself and take care of myself like I had never done before. What was the one thing mm-hmm. or, or a few things that helped you harness that self-love and that knowing that you could take your health into your own hands? 
Because I think that that's something that we run into so often is as people who have a higher consciousness and understand that we're in control of our thoughts, of our health, and then uh, we then, like sometimes I think there's a disconnect in getting there, and then there's some frustration that can come from that. Right. I think that the frustration and the helplessness is what got me there, mm-hmm. and I dove into my little toolbox. Let's talk about that. I mean, my toolbox saved me. And and in my toolbox, in in everybody's toolbox, I gathered therapist phone numbers, healers phone numbers, books that I read, songs that helped me, meditations that helped me, recipes, diets, cleanses, natural oils, essential oils, baths that helped me, places to go, peep supportive friends. And I would call those people and do those things because I was so at the bottom of the barrel. I mean, Every relapse that I went through, and there were many, 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 the more discouraged I would get and the more I would kind of beat myself up. Mm. And then I learned that the, the more that I beat myself up, the worse I would get and the, and the longer it would take me to heal. And I saw this amazing healer. Her name is Sheila Bath, and she's so cool. She taught me how to do focus wheels and intentions, like written intentions and written focus wheels where you manifest mm-hmm. and do all of this. And that What's really What's a helped. focus wheel? A focus wheel is... Something that you should do on a piece of paper. <laughs> you, 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 you focus wheel is, is if you have a focused intention that you okay. need to need help with. Say it is your health. Then you can write all of your intentions just focused on this one thing. And, and there's a formula to it. And the formula is written in the book. Beautiful. And I'll put it on my website. And, um, you know, I had a therapist that said, honey, you have to treat yourself like you're your own little girl. Like, uh, I love that. I know. She's like, what if you, what would you do if you were a four-year-old, if you were taking care of a four-year-old girl? And I literally would like, some days, because I was just so, I couldn't even go to the grocery store, you guys. That's how sick I was. Because I, A, I didn't have the energy. B, I didn't even have the mental capacity. I mean, mm-hmm. it was scary. So I'd have to like, be like, sweetheart, just lie down and take a nap and then eat something and now take a bath and it's okay. Like, I would have to talk myself through the simplest things because I was so incapable of functioning mentally and physically. I think that's like a really, really, I mean, it's it's horrible that you have to go through something so just physically and mentally exhausting and traumatic to be able to get to that place, obviously. But it's also such a beautiful lesson. Like, I think as we grow up, we all should be able to learn how to like take care of ourselves in that way like be our own parent or friend or someone that is like able to treat ourselves with kindness and love like I I feel like that's one of the hardest things about being an adult and why so many people are like lost and sad is because like they don't know how to have their own back I mean could you imagine speaking to your best friend or your little girl or your niece or whatever the way that you speak to yourself sometimes oh it's horrible it's terrible we're assholes to ourselves. It's it's really, it's sad. But I think that you sometimes people have to go through spiritual emergencies. And this is what I call mm. what I went through, the breakdown. We label it as having had a spiritual emergency. And through spiritual emergencies, your, your vessel breaks, it shatters. And when you can't hold what you're learning and what you're going through properly, and you're just this open kind of wild source for everything, you just kind of unravel and break down. And through this process, I was able to build my vessel really strong. And I had people help me with super glue and bandages <laughs> and all of these things, all these tools. And um, I think that it really 
I think it was all meant to happen. You know, I think I'm, I'm didn't, I don't think, I think that I got this disease for a reason. I think that I was able to um, make it to a place, bring it to a place where it was more, most manageable so I could actually bring awareness mm -hmm. for a reason. And, you know, bring awareness to this thing because it's a terrible epidemic. And, like, guide people into having the courage and strength to heal themselves. Yeah, and get your toolboxes out. So let's talk about what's inside your toolbox. Inside my toolbox right now yeah. is I have um, adrenal tea and adrenal dro uh, drops that I take. Okay. Essential oils from Young Living, which I love. Sometimes it's a crystal. Some, like, the other day I was feeling kind of low, so I did some sage stuff. Um, after I get off a plane, I do a detox bath, which is... Ooh, what's that? Oh, my God. This is, this is great. <laughs> a lot of, like, radiation and stuff when you're on an airplane and low mm. energy, so... And wet coughs from strangers. Yeah. <laughs> That's so gross. <laughs> oh, the coughs. <laughs> you, do, you do hydrogen, like, you know, a couple tablespoons of hydrogen peroxide, a bunch of baking soda, and a lot of sea salt. Okay. And okay. you soak in that for about 15 minutes, and then you take a shower and rinse off, and you feel like a, like a big, heavy cloak has been lifted off of Ooh, you. That's so simple, too. Very simple. All and items cheap. you can find in your kitchen. Yeah. Wow. And, like, if you're... Like, sometimes, like, when I'm feeling negative about something, like, we're trying to sell a house right now, and it's just been so long and so much stress around that. And I'll get out my pen and do a focus wheel around the house and, like, shift. If I, sh if I shift my energy toward it, then it can kind of trick my subconscious into more positive thinking, which the universe understands. So there's, like, a universal language. Mm -hmm. And Sheila Bath taught me about these focus wheels and intentions. That is mm -hmm. a major thing in my toolbox. Meditations. Friends who make me laugh, like pee in my pants. My daughter going to the playground with her and, like, getting myself out of my own head. Mm -hmm. Things like that. I mean, there's simple things. And my toolbox is has little tassels on it today. <laughs> Yellow and orange tassels. Cute. It's Every day it changes. So it's basically... <laughs> so it's like a... Me like, you mentally... It's a mental toolbox. You mentally design the... Yeah. But I think I actually want to create real toolboxes. You should. And have, like... Oils and baths and bath salt thingies and little recipes and crystals and beautiful. Definitely. Notebooks to write your intentions in. <laughs> I think what's so awesome about the idea of a toolbox too is like, I think there's this perception of, for people who are like, they look at people who they, they perceive as happy mm. and they just think like, they're just like that. No. Or like, they're just healthy. They just have it or something. But it's like, to be able to have that experience, it takes work and it's an everyday thing yeah. where you take it you take out your little box or you go in your head in a mental space and you're like okay today I'm going to work myself into a place where right. I can feel good and move forward and do things I need to do yeah in a positive way and sometimes it's hard sometimes like some of the tools don't work for certain things right. like I was having a really weird and bad day on Friday and I was like what can I do to like break myself out of this and get into a more positive place and I did this like yoga nidra meditation I did like these oils and blah 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 and it just came down to texting with a friend and having the friend make me laugh right and that's what reset everything yeah so you know you have to try different things but I have to remember to go into the toolbox that's why I need a visual that's why I'm going to create these toolboxes because <laughs> if I see that thing on my table then I'll be like oh yeah I'm gonna go in there and see. Maybe it's like a list of things. I feel that like might it's help. like a fun, like lunchbox vibe where you like lunchbox. you put it in front of your yoga mat and you're like, I'm gonna get involved with this right, right now. Yeah. You put it on your Some kitchen oils. counter while you're 
cooking breakfast. Right, yeah. There's a little miniature TV screen in there. I mean, oh, I don't know. Let's get cute. crazy. Maybe it has speakers. You can, like, it, can, it comes Ooh. out. It's like, ah, like, <laughs> yeah. music. Some meditation jams. <laughs> and also, like, mix with Beyonce. I was going to say, like, something like, really uplifting. Get a little Riri in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is there anything in, you've explored the world of natural medicine, I feel, in a way that most people haven't been pushed to is there anything that you have yet to try that you're intrigued by yeah Yolanda Hadid and I have been talking about going and doing a little docu-series and trying new things together amazing because I want to try everything love me some Beverly Hills Housewives (laughs) (laughs) she's a she's a cold chick She's awesome. Elizabeth That's wants her infrared, oh, what is that? Bag? Oh, infrared that, sauna. The, the bag. That the bag thing is supposed thing. to be great. You I can buy it on Amazon I'm for manifesting like $1,300. Right <laughs> I want to do a hyperbaric chamber. I want to go to India. Same. And do Ayurvedic panchakarmas. I want to, I want to go and like, I don't know, I want to try, I want to try it all. I really am very excited. I want to do stem cell therapy, which is totally illegal in the States. Right. <laughs> but hey. Fuck I can go to Korea and do it. <laughs> Try it out. Um, That's amazing. I feel like I would be dishonoring my my pop culture obsessed youth if I didn't mention Rich Girls <laughs> at MTV, um, which I love. I was such a fan of that show. Oh, thank you. Um, you and was the girl's name Jamie. Jamie. What is she up to now? <laughs> Jamie is like a soul cycle queen. You guys in touch. We lost touch after the show. Okay. And then now we're like very cordial acquaintances or whatever, and she writes me really nice emails, and I'm very supportive of what she's doing. She helps a lot of teenagers going through rough times, and she's like really into soul cycle. So she's, we've both kind of, I think, like reached these spiritual emergencies where we've emerged into spiritually seeking people that's fantastic and also that's beautiful i mentioned this when i met you i had just seen um bury my ashes in bergdorf's oh scatter my ashes scatter my ashes yes 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 um which you were featured in and in such like an honest beautiful look at at the journey of a emerging designer and what that looks like and how crucial it is to to go through that process with with a company like Bergdorf's and it was really amazing thank you um so like I think that's so cool how honest you are I think you know what and and the book is very vulnerable and honest I mean I don't hold back yeah and that's I mean listen we're all gonna die one day the least I can do is share and sacrifice my privacy and vulnerability for the sake of others you know what? If you don't like it, too bad. I mean, I'm. A, I'm a, I've always been too honest. My boyfriend's like, oh my god, like I have like a, a shovel with a. I'm in a hole digging myself out of holes all the time with a foot in my mouth. I need like, a statue of myself like this. I just, I'm just honest. Because who cares? I mean... Well, I feel like when I first met you, that's like, we immediately were like, what are your health problems? And they like, went so deep, like so fast. And and it made me feel better that you were like, oh yeah, I can't methylate well either. And it was like this whole thing and it was like part of my healing journey. What does journey. methylate mean? Detox heavy metals. Yeah. It's okay. Like, it's uh, that's one. That's one. And then it's also about like the way that your body absorbs B vitamins. Like mm. you, you take them in and then that's your right. body has to go through a process of changing them so you can like use them and like a lot of people I did not know this actually till we had this conversation that it's actually really common what I have which is like a, it's a gene, gene mutation right it's a gene mutation yeah MTHFR mm-hmm. yeah and so it makes it so you can't methylate properly so I have to so 
take like a million B vitamins a day. But it's also a nervous system thing. It is. And I feel like someone, yeah, someone said like if you just take care of that. I've just been thinking about new ideas of how to like relate to it differently so I don't make it like a problem. Yeah, I mean, I I think that if you look at everything as a stepping stone in making yourself healthier and not as a problem, yeah, like as a challenge to help you evolve. Right, getting out of like the worry mindset and into like the excited place of of let's try new things. Yeah, this is exciting. I mean, trust me. Sometimes I'm just like, I just don't feel like doing any of it. Like it it takes so much work to take care of yourself sometimes and. You know, like, I'm not a perfect human being. I'm not, like, this uh, poster child for health. Yeah. I'm just kind of a human that got sick that's trying new things. Right. But I'm not going to be perfect at it. Right. This is 31 so, years old. So, <laughs> <laughs> so for our listeners, um, what, what would be, like, a, a succinct takeaway of someone struggling with anything, like, a great, you know, mantra or somewhere to start of, like, how to motivate them on their way with, like, the tools... I, I think that one thing that helped me a lot, and this sounds like can sound really cheesy or lame or whatever, but it, this really did help me, is looking for the lessons mm. in the challenges. Preach. You know? That was it. It was like, what are the lessons right now? And a lot of the lessons, even though I understood them, I wasn't able to implement them. Mm-hmm. And practicing, one of the lessons was practicing how to be gentler with myself and not beat myself up up if I didn't, if I repeated the same mistakes a few times. I mean, it was like, all right, let's just keep going. And just don't give up. Like, don't give up. Keep trying new things. Don't be victimized by your circumstances. Yeah, and, and it's about, it's about, listen, I had this whole transformative journey from victim to warrior to survivor to transformed self-healer. Mm. And I think that that those processes, I, I did not know that I was going to go through those, but I really matured in a way that I can look back now. And that's why I wrote this book now. I look back and I was like, wow, like I was a victim. I was a horrible patient sometimes. Well, you didn't understand. I didn't understand. And then I became a warrior for myself and a fighter and a soldier. Mm-hmm. And I transformed spiritually, mentally, physically. Wow. Mic drop. Mic drop. <laughs> what uh, do you have? Shut the book. Yeah. We, we always ask our guests this. What do they have? Do you have a morning ritual or a daily ritual that helps keep you aligned on your warrior path? Um, before I came became a mother, <laughs> I had a pre-mommy, lot pre-mommy, post-mommy time <laughs> in the morning uh. to like meditate and do you know my things or whatever. Now I, we actually have a lot of moms who are listeners, so yeah. So listen, you better come correct for Stephanie them. Stephanie and I cannot I'm relate, <laughs> but I'm trying to think about yet. what I do. You know what? I, I hold my daughter okay. in my arms, oh. and I play um, the music to her. Music, beautiful music, like James Taylor, and and just really nice music. And we just kind of rock and sit and look at the flowers and the birds outside. Oh. And it's this moment to just like. Like, this is what's real in life right now. Mm-hmm. And I make my boyfriend coffee, her breakfast, me tea, and we sit and we listen to nursery rhymes and hang out. I mean, it's just a very simple, sweet little time. Before, it was, you know, drinking, uh, you know, ginger lemon 
tea in the morning, which I had time to like methodically do. And now I'm just like tea bag, hot water, done. Yeah, um, so which real. I barely drink, by the way, because I get get half way there and I'm trying to clean up my daughter's food that she's thrown on the door- floor. So, oh my god. But uh, you know, you you're, every stage in life is so different. And right now I'm going through this like early mommy stage. She's 15 months old. And it might evolve, hopefully, to one day of, like, me taking 20 minutes to do, like, the transcendental meditation that we practiced two years ago. Right. <laughs> but, right. again, like, you're n- I'm never going to be perfect at any of it. I wish I could get back into my yoga practice. I really, really miss that. Now my exercise is walking Harley around the reservoir and to the playground. That's wonderful. <laughs> so amazing. Yeah. Allie, you are such an inspiration, and we applaud your openness and your braveness Aww. in sharing your story. And you're just so fantastic. I love you guys. You you. guys are so awesome. (laughs) And we're so excited to read the book. We're going to rose it up after, I'm sure. Again, it's called Bite Me. It's available on Amazon. And tell us your social media names. So, well, at, at, at Allie Hilfiger. What do we say? What, tag. Handles. Hashtags. Yeah. Handles, yeah. So, like we a have, grandma. So, at Allie Hilfiger is my Instagram, and at Allie Hilfiger 1 is my Twitter. You're new to this. I feel like when we first became friends, you were not involved. I was Instagram, but yeah. I was not Twitter and Snapchat. Now yeah. we're nice. snappy, snappy. Oh, oh, we're snapping. We're snapping. It's so much fun. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It's disgusting. But if you do this thing with the book, if you get the book and you do a selfie, because the book is half of my face, so if mm-hmm. you put half half of your face up to half of my face, then we can be one face together. Oh. And you can Instagram and do hashtag bite me the book, hashtag Lyme disease, and help us spread awareness. And yes. help people Absolutely. with this disease. Yes. Beautiful. Don't give up, you guys. Do your selfies and take care of yourselves. <laughs> selfies that. and self-care. <laughs> maybe selfies are part of self-care. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> one day. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Yes, that's a retrograde. <laughs> roses and thorns, roses and thorns. thorns. Ooh, I like that Did last. You like it? Thorns. We really God, hit it. I'm I'm honestly like a little disappointed in our audience for never complimenting our singing voices, but like we get it, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, you guys are jealous. <laughs> I was just gonna say sometimes it's like hard to compliment people when they're so good at something. Yeah, I know. But like maybe let's practice that. Stephanie, you're so good at singing. Yes. Thank you. You too. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So let's begin. Yeah. Please let's illuminate some roses and thorns. So roses and thorns. It's the high. It's the low. It's what's going on in our lives or in the world around us. I'm gonna do a personal worst for for, for first. Okay. Worst for thirst? Worst for thirst. Well, actually, yes. Okay. So I was making myself a little wellness shot. Okay. It included (laughs) lemon, ginger, spinach, a little bit of raw honey. (laughs) Gerbal did not expect that. It was delicious. You juiced spinach for your wellness shot? Yeah. Sassy. Yeah. Just like getting in a little green. And Uh then as they do at Nature Well, one of my favorite uh, little juice spots here in L.A., Put a little dabble of oregano oil on the top. You mean a dollop? It's a dabble. Okay, I don't we, think that's a word. We dabbled in it, um, which I will not be a doing dri- again. Drizzle. A drizzle. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So a I, dabble. I'm interested in this. Whatever. We can leave it. <laughs> we can unpack that well, later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's other people like yeah. in the mix right now, but we can talk about it later. Yeah. Okay. Um. So a drizzle of oregano oil. Hmm. And um, which helps with stomach digestion and immunity. It's an anti-inflammatory. Uh, not inflammatory. No. Uh, 
bacterial. Okay, cool. So they just do it at Nature Well in their wellness shots. So I'm like, I'm going to do that too. Mm-hmm. I got the oregano oil on Thrive Market. Oregano oil. Anyway, cutting to the chase. Yeah. Um, you're supposed to dilute, as with a lot of essential oils, you're supposed to dilute them. Um, because there was like kind of like foam on the top from the, the wellness spinach. shot. Yeah. Um, it did not, di- the oregano oil did not dilute. So when I took a sip of it, it burned my lip. Mm-hmm. And I like noticed it just was tingly, whatever, and it kind of like turned like a darker color, like pink and like kind of luscious. It was nice. It was very Kylie J. <laughs> but um, Kylie J. But uh, <laughs> cut to the next day when I had like a first degree burn on my lip oh from my the God. oregano oil. Yeah, it was not cute, and it was really painful for like a week. So that happened. That is a thorn, man. That was a thorn. So but I also think when you PSA word to the wise. Another word to the wise on the wellness shot thing yeah. is in order cuz I do experience I haven't ever experienced the burning like where it removed skin, but I've definitely had it hurt my mouth and I feel like the trick for those is to really just like take it right. back. Like don't let your lips touch it. Right. Well, it was more of like wellness shot components, but it was like more of a juice. Because right. I added a little, like, mint water to it to, like, make it a little so, bit bigger. I think we've learned that oregano oil is not for amateurs. Exactly. It's not for experimentation. No. And it's not for your lips. Exactly. Okay. So now we know. Okay. Thank the you so much. The more you know. The more you know. Okay. Um, my thorn. Okay. This is something that I've kind of been dealing with for a while. Please share. And it's hit critical mass. Oh, no. So. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So I really want to wake up in the morning when my body wakes me up. Every morning, I open my eyes between the hours of 5 and 6.30 a.m. Right. And then I look at my clock, and I'm like, ha, 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 funny trick. And then I go back to sleep for a while. For, like, six more hours. For, like, three more hours. (laughs) And then I wake up three more hours later, and, like, I'm a different kind of tired. And I noticed it finally this morning because I woke up at five because Carlos had to go out. He was like being antsy. That's my dog. And um, then I go downstairs and I'm like, I kind of was like sleepy, but I was sort of like weirdly awake and having like cool thoughts. And I was like in a certain like swimmy, like underwater kind of cool zone. And then I went outside and it was kind of chilly and it was beautiful. It was like the sun was just sort of like coming up in the back of the sky like had nowhere near up yet but you know what that beautiful like blue hue yeah and it was really nice and I was like I'm gonna stay awake or maybe I'll just snooze for like 30 more minutes and then and then I got back in my bed and then I snoozed for 30 and then I snoozed for an hour then I didn't fucking get out of my bed till nine o'clock and when I woke up at nine I was really tired like not more rested oversleeping yeah yeah because what I think needs to happen is I need to wake up when I wake up get some shit done, and then when I get tired at, like, one, take a fucking nap. Yeah. So then I'm getting all the hours, but just I need, like, a thought. I need something. Like, when we went to Daybreaker, it was easy for me to get up because I had to for other people. Daybreaker, the early morning sober rave. Yeah, which was really fun, but I had to do it for you guys. So I need, like, some trigger thought that's going to be, like, you want to be up right now. Like, just something. Okay, so everyone listening – Text Stephanie. Yeah, no, tweet us like a good trigger thought for me to like dominate myself. Does that make sense? Like something that's going to convince me that I should be up right now and that it's a right, good choice. But also, 
Because I, I know that yeah, waking up in the morning is lovely, but you also stay up late. You do stand up late at night. Like well, that's the you're problem. You're on different hours, so like that's your journey. I know that's the problem. But like I w- I went to bed last night at probably like twelve thirty. So yeah, waking up at six was is not that much sleep. But like I said, if I'm tired three hours later, I'll go back to sleep. But I just think there's something about those hours in the morning that are like so potent. They say the veil is the thinnest then. Right. It's so true. I just feel like I really want to tap into well, that for my creativity. Well, our bodies are restoring from 10 p.m. till 2 a.m. So really, if you think about that, we sh- I mean, no one's going to bed at 10 p.m., but Wish. I mean, I'm trying to watch Housewives. How can I do that? <laughs> so that's my thorn. Just Text kidding. Me. I don't watch live TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's disgusting. <laughs> so yeah, that's my thorn. Okay, let's talk about roses. Okay, roses. First of all, Want to shout out Jerry Hirsch's blog because I'm addicted to rose suggestions. I didn't know how to make my own rose water. Right. So if so you go great. on her blog, it's because she, I'm addicted. Jerry. Dot Hi net. Jerry. We love your website. I love that it's a dot net. Yeah. Dot org. All right. Um, our rose. So yesterday, Elizabeth and I had a really cute day. We are calling it our wellness day date. Yeah. Which I feel like everyone should implement in their life in some regard. And pick a buddy, do something good for yourselves and the environment. And so, what did we do, Elizabeth? We went to yoga uh-huh, at Wanderlust. Uh huh. And should we talk about the yoga? Yeah, sure. It was really nice. Yeah, it was your first time. It was my first time going to yoga at Wanderlust. I've gone to various events and done like meditation classes there. Mm-hmm. It was really nice. I always love it when a yoga instructor tells me to clench my anus. So <laughs> he did say anus you. like he said multiple it a few times. times. And I was like, oh, but like actually, I get what you mean. Like it's doing something. But yeah, it was just it's like Muladhara. It was harsh on my Mulabanda. Mulabanda is like the the root lock. Okay. Yeah. So. Clench your anus, guys. Um, also, side rows of that yoga class, I was practicing between two good-looking men. I love a guy in a yoga class. And one of them, like, I get so – I'm – the thirst is real. <laughs> I am so lonely. This guy, like, was sweating, took off his shirt. I, like, could not stop looking at him the whole class. But you know what? I will say it made my yoga better. Whatever works, I was like, honey. let me be in the flow. One woman's clenching is the other man's <laughs> – Sweaty guy right one next to you. One woman's clenching is the other woman's <laughs> future penetration fantasies. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we went to Pokey, which is like my new obsession. I feel like they're popping up. I saw a bunch of them in New York. They're literally in every major is the area new in LA right now. Poco is the new fur. And it's like a Hawaiian like raw fish salad, I guess. It is? It's, it's a, Hawaiian? Yeah. Oh. Um. So... This I've tried a few of them. My favorite is Poke Pokey Bar. I don't know how to say it, guys. Pokey Poke. Pokey. Poke. Poke. Don't poke. know. Hey, hey, you hey, you've been down to the Poke Bar? Anyway, there's That's a different on, kind of bar. Yeah. I've been to that one. That's too. just a regular bar. Um Sunset Boulevard, there's a great little place that's like great portions, like choose your own adventure kind of situation. It's like ten dollars. So well priced, so delicious. I was just so excited to introduce my bestie to my new obsession. Although I'm kind of need to only have it twice a week because I feel like the fish situation, that's like not, it's raw fish. So yeah, I'm just like slightly concerned for like everything we ingest that's on this planet at this point, but actual same. I feel like it's okay. Right. It says it was organic. Right. But I don't know about the raw fish. If there's a sticker that says organic on the window, I believe it. It's fine. You guys. (laughs) Um, anyway, so that was really fun. I was like, 
hey, try this new thing that I'm obsessed with, Steph. And so what do you think? Ahi tuna, salmon, brown rice, lettuce, seaweed, then salad. seaweed salad, crab. Yeah. All of the things you want. You can add avocado. You can add mango. You can like good stuff. Spice, sweet chili sauce, wasabi mayonnaise. Guys, it's on the realness. Yeah. And Love. oh my God, they had those fucking ice creams. I've never seen this before and I didn't get one because I was trying to be like healthy and conscious, but I will say that I dreamed about it. The ice cream, ice cream sandwiches made with macaroon cookies. Goodbye. Bye now. They have them at milk too. Ugh. So good. Anyway, Need. we digress. We're going to come out, side note, with an LA guide next week for you guys of all our favorite wellness places and like addictions at the moment we um but then okay so then we went after <laughs> pokey poke poke figure out your pronunciation and just commit i am not committing which yet. one I'm are you gonna go with to go with one i feel like it's pokey maybe poke yeah. i like poke the accents on the e yeah it is let's go poke okay poke so after poke <laughs> <laughs> that's my most comfortable pronunciation okay just whatever works it. for you you're french we went okay to- poke <laughs> called Divine H2O that we just wandered into. We wander lusted into we it. We wander lusted into it. And not only do they have a bevy of alkaline waters to choose from that have listed intentions such as gratitude, love, harmony. I drank a whole fuck ton of prosperity which last this night. water was delicious. It was like light and yummy <laughs> and wonderful. Let's cut to like our 10-year-old selves when we're discussing water as light and yummy and just it's the little things take a in moment life. to realize where we've come to. <laughs> and then we tried an oxygen bar for the first time. That was really hilarious. And enjoyable. It was really fun, really chill. I Googled on the internet the, as I would Google yeah, someplace else, was. as opposed to Googling like the universe on the road, um, the benefits of an oxygen bar. And it says reducing stress, increasing energy and alertness, lessening the effects of hangovers, headaches, and sinus problems, and generally, generally relaxing the body. I would say all of those things went down in our, like, 15-minute oxygen bar session. And what was so cool about it is that they infuse the water that they get the oxygen from with essential oils. Right. So you did lavender and I mm-hmm. did lemongrass. And I'm on board with all of these supposed benefits but what I'm really on board with is just an infusion of lemongrass yeah, oil into like, my nostrils it feels so good it's better than other things that go in your nostrils well you, you know, know. <laughs> um but I'd only ever seen them in Vegas yeah in like the weird like sketchy carts but that's but, like where you need it like I yeah, can't go to Vegas because I get too I get last time I was there I got a such a bad sinus infection carpet from the shampoo s- in your nose carpet shampoo <laughs> smoking inside an air conditioner Disgusting. is like a death trap Vegas not wellness no not so retrograde all right so but I mean it was just so fun going on an adventure with you I loved it so much me too um so I guess the takeaway is try something new with your friend mm-hmm. and like it's its own type of party. And we made a friend there, and it was just, like, a really cute experience. And, like, seven hot guys walked in filling up their water bottles. I'm just saying. Yeah. Everything was popping that day. It was really nice. The universe was really in tune with our needs. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been a great show. It has been. I've really enjoyed my time here with you Thanks today. Thanks to Allie H. for shedding her wisdom. Sh- shedding? Sharing her wisdom. Thanks to Allie H. for sharing her <laughs> wisdom with us and joining us. 
Um, we can't and wait guys, to- don't forget to get check out her book, Bite Me. It's available on Amazon and, and bookstores. And Noble. Noble? And, and at Barnes and Noble. Anywhere books are provided to you. Yeah. Um, and don't forget to find us on the interwebs at So Retrograde on Twitter and Instagram. And shout us out on iTunes. Uh, give us a review. And if you really want to, email us at that's so retrograde at gmail.com. We sound so needy. Or just go about your day and do your thing. And like, if you feel like telling a friend about this show, please do so. No, find us on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) All right, thank you all so much for listening. We wish you all a blessed week. We love you and we love hearing from you. Namaste listening. Bye. Yes, that's a retrograde.